All right, we'll be talking Bengals training camp coming up next on the Cincinnati Podcast. Yes, sir. Hello, world. We got a special show as always. TJ Houston is on it. Jimmy Chase. Coach Jimmy Burrow. How do you balance being a professional athlete and family obligation? He's the top five Bengals of all time. All time? Yes. Shock the world. Welcome to the Cincinnati Podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie. He's my co-host, Zim. Zim, what's up, bro? I'm back at training camp. It's lit out here. We got some really good stuff. I think some great highlights, and I'm very encouraged about everything that's going on right now. There are some things that I think we're going to talk about today that, you know, maybe aren't the strongest. So that's good, too. It's good to have some constructive criticism as well. Other than that, I think life is good. You're going to a show tonight, correct? Yes, sir. Going to see Chris Rock tonight. Um, scratching that one off the list of comedians, Mike Epps, Dave Chappelle. We've seen. Got to see Chris Rock. My wife booked this one right, uh, but right after the slap happened. Yeah, right after the slap happened. So we're going to top see three. Top three comedians. Go. Uh, for me, I say Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy. This is going to be a, a this might be a controversial one, but after seeing him in person, I'm gonna go with Mike Epps, bro. I'm gonna go with Mike Epps after that. You like Mike Epps? I feel like he's this is a whole nother show. Mike Epps is so short and he always does the same like short with his time. Fact. He always does like a lot of the same material. I feel like the one thing that Dave Chappelle would make him so special is that whatever is going on at that given moment, like I've never seen the same Chappelle set, and you could watch him like one month apart, bro. Like he is just I don't think people understand how good of a comedian he is, as well as an actor as well, too. So, Chappelle, number one. That's a valid reason, because I've only seen Mike Epps once. So, if that is the case, I might might have to throw Cat Williams in there then. See, I was going to put Cat as my number three. I'm going to tell you a sneaky one is D-Ray, too. D-Ray is really, really good, bro. Okay, we're going to have to add him to that list then, too, for sure. For sure. I never knew that he was the one on the Kanye record doing the Bernie Mac impersonation. I really thought that that was Bernie Mac. But uh, speaking of, this is going to be a training camp episode. Lots of stuff happened in training camp. Um, one of the notable things that happened was Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, to me, like I kind of had a controversial take. I feel like Hayden Hurst is going to bring so many things. I know we've talked about him at nauseum, but I kind of talked about the uselessness of a blocking tight end, like especially in this era, because if you're using a blocking tight end, right, you're not going to line him up against Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. Teams want you to do that. Um, So I obviously feel like he's going to bring something more to that position. He's kind of like Dallas Clark in that aspect. Um, But he made some plays today. I'm not really surprised about that. I know that we've been pretty high on the Hayden Hurst thing. I actually just saw a clip of him saying, um, that he actually did get some work in with Burrow. So that was one thing that I was worried about is, you know, how is he going to have that chemistry with Burrow? But apparently him and Burrow actually went down and did some work in Destin, Florida uh, before training camp started. So he has no fear that that connection will be back. What are your thoughts on Hayden Hurst and what he's done so far on day one of training camp? I thought he looked really good. He had some really good comments. Um, a press conference I just saw, too. He was just talking about how he he was very, very glad that he got some work in with Burrow before, you know, before the camp that we're at right now. I thought Josh Allen – Brandon Allen had a really good <laughs> – somebody going to kill me for that. Like, this man Zim tried to say Josh Allen, like, was on the same level as Brandon. Like, people will twist anything. Like, you got to be very careful. 
Brandon Allen threw some good footballs to Hayden Hurst today. I thought seeing Hayden Hurst uh, lined up um, in in um, in in the positions that he were in line with the O line and being able to leak out and to be able to run like those seam routes that we fell in love with Eifert or to be able to run like a post pattern. I saw in another play, just the speed difference. I, I hope I'm not over exaggerating, but I do see it already. The difference of that. And we were talking about this earlier when we were on the spaces, me and you were talking on how it's going to be very tough for teams to pick and choose who they want to match up with. And Hayden Hurst in a one-on-one situation, I just like the vertical threat of him in a seam option. I like him on out routes and stuff because you're going to have so much information and so much congested um, coverage trying to double up on Boyd. If if Hayden Hurst is running away from that, the safety is constantly going to have to make these decisions. And that was something that I thought Uzama – Although I think it's a better blocker, you're saying that it's not as useful now, right? Um, but that was one thing that I thought Uzama didn't make a lot of defenses pay for that. No, I think you're right when it comes to that. You talked about Brandon Allen. I kind of we kind of both talked about it yesterday. I showed some concern after the the f- highlight that was going around with him trying to go to Jamar Chase. Looked a lot better today, even though he did have a pick six from Von Bell. Um, but Brandon Allen bounced back, but uh, that play was caught on Eli Apple. What are your thoughts about Eli Apple and obviously Cam Taylor Britt lurking in the background? And there's been kind of a big eye on that position and, and what's going on there. I'm going to dedicate this season. I know you asked me a question about Eli and stuff, but for me, I'm going to tell you, even on that play, I'm dedicating my eyes 100% to the trenches this summer. Uh, and, and, and I can't help it. The reason why, like on that Allen play, I get it, Mm -hmm. but then I kind of don't because if you're watching that play, if you guys get a chance to go check it out, I don't know if you retweeted it, but and you're talking about the bad play from yesterday, not the not the sixty yard touch. Yeah, the bad play. You know the 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 passes off. Eli has a little, you know, one two with Jamar after the play. I like that. I like that. I like that type of action because it gets them like in this motion, like we're not taking no mess from nobody. I get that. But the one thing that really my eyes really call on that is that it was at least two, maybe three sacks on that. And I get it. It's the first practice. So we're just critiquing and going through different things. The defense early on is always going to be ahead of the offense. Um, And then when we get into the installment weeks, probably about two weeks from now, then you'll see a lot more of the offense kind of progress. But early on, they weren't looking too good. And it was a lot of pressure in Brandon Allen's face on that on that same play. So that's one thing I didn't want to see. Um, I thought Eli Apple is is looked pretty good at some parts that I've seen. We don't have the luxury of seeing a full practice, so I don't want to judge him just on that. But Cam Taylor Britt flashing his athleticism makes this thing a big. This is a rock. This is a battle. I know Lou Anarumu said that um, it's Eli Apple's job unless someone uh, beats him out or plays better than or them. I don't. I'm I'm misquoting it. I'm 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 kind of requoting it. But if somebody outplays him, then, you know, until then, it's Eli Apple's job. I'm here to tell you, Cam Taylor Britt early on already, even in drills, whether it's in the seven on sevens, looks really good, looks athletic as hell, can jump with anybody. And, and remember, he was one of the guys that was the top in the Big Ten as far as interceptions and pass breakups. And already at camp, it's already showing. So 
That is a roster battle. I don't maybe Eli Apple comes out week one, week two. He better not tweak nothing. Cause if CTB gets that job, there's going to be a lot of fans that are clamoring from it. The confidence, the energy, and the athleticism are already showing. Yeah, I think it's a great problem to have. Eli Apple obviously uh played at a great level last year, and CTB is the new young guy. And I think, like you said, like Jamar Chase beat a lot of people on 60-yard touchdowns last year. Marlon Humphrey, Jalen Ramsey. So not too much to be concerned about, but definitely something to monitor. Uh, Let's talk about Daxton Hill, right? Like, obviously, Jesse Bates isn't there. Dax Hill says that he has been in contact with Jesse Bates and that Jesse Bates has been open to helping him, even though he's not at camp. For me, like, a lot of people are making a big deal about Jesse not being there. We already know that this is a business thing. But from the fan standpoint and the analyst standpoint, I think it's great that Daxton Hill is actually able to get these reps right now in camp because he's going to need them. Because the way that I personally see it is if Jesse Bates was there, you would probably see Dax Hill more in the nickel and, and working in those areas. He probably wouldn't be able to get so many isolated snaps at safety. So I think right now it's perfect for him to get in there. He's got to try to communicate the plays learn that chemistry with the guys in the secondary. So I actually like that aspect of it. What are your thoughts about Daxton Hill being in there with Jesse Bates out for now? Daxton Hill said after his first practice, the first person to text him was Jesse Bates. So I really enjoyed that. I know Jesse Bates is going to play. And I think it's going to be scary for some teams. And I cannot stress that enough. The range of Daxton Hill... The you know, like I know he's getting his feet wet. I know after the first practice, they said that they really like how he looked natural in it. I think it was uh, the writer or the beat Charlie Goldsmith said that he looked really natural in coverage. He, he looked like he'd been there before. So I do enjoy hearing those parts of it. But I'd be lying to say that he knows everywhere to be because Jesse Bates is a master communicator of a defense that he's already been a part of. To have that Daxon Hill weapon, like, bro, <laughs> I just cannot stress like. That was the thing I was just telling you, too, is like coming out of college, Jesse Bates was a good prospect, but he was not what Daxon Hill was. And mm-hmm. so if early on he can learn from a veteran, a proven veteran like Jesse Bates playing at the top of his field with that, the t- with that level of athleticism, you got to think these guys are testing at the top of the charts with their RAS score at these combines, and then they're performing – in Michigan, at the highest level as well, we talked about, uh, you know, Can Taylor Britt. Daxon Hill is up there, too, in a lot of the different, uh, you know, statistical categories as well, too. So now you're going to throw that in there as just like a, a Swiss Army knife piece. Not even like no pressure, no starting stuff. I just think that it's almost a blessing for Bengals fans right now that Jesse Bates isn't there. So Daxon Hill can get thrown into the fire. I do realize Jamar Chase got behind them today, and I bet you they interview him and they ask him about it. It probably it's a deceptive speed. And I remember when we were looking at Jamar Chase at LSU, a lot of people kept on saying, Oh, well, you know, that was the LSU offense. And I'm like, now this dude is getting off of dudes, you know, their their back hip. And he gets like it, it almost looks like they're neck and neck, and Daxon Hill was in his back pedal today. Before you know it. That strength of uh, uh, Jamar Chase, he kicks it into another gear. Next thing you know, 60-yard touchdown, and he's dancing on the end zone in practice and letting Daxon Hill know, like, hey, look, this is the league. It is very different. You're very fast, but you have to put your brain 
in your speed to the test right now because I'm going to test you. And I love the fact that they're going against Jamar Chase. Ain't that a crazy proposition in itself? That is. I did see a little of the Dion little celebration before the end zone. I definitely was rocking with it. And like you said, for Cam Taylor Britt, for all of our guys, like iron shoppers, iron, like those guys have to cover the Migos in the dog days of training camp. And they get to learn a lot of the looks that they would probably see in the league from a Tyler Boyd, from a Jamar Chase, from a T Higgins. So I think, like you said, throwing them in the fire is definitely um, a huge benefit for us. The other thing I want to talk about, it was Apple, a little Apple, scuffle. Hold on. Apple had outside leverage, I believe, on that same rep. I, I got to go back and look at it, but I feel mm-hmm. like Apple had outside responsibilities. Jamar Chase takes it inside, cuts in, in the seam on that, blows right past Daxon Hill. Daxon, you got to can't get caught slipping. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. Uh, but there also was a scuffle that happened at practice today. Uh, in between Jeff Gunner and Isaiah Prince. What are your thoughts on that? I think for me personally, I like to see some of that stuff. As long as it's not a whole team fighting each other, I think that that just shows that guys are competitive. And I think that that's what Jeff Gunter just exudes, especially when I've heard some of his interviews and stuff after he got drafted. He just seemed like a guy that was ready to play. But what are your thoughts on just him showing that physicality and scrappiness Uh, to him getting into it with Isaiah Prince. I think that, you know, Isaiah Prince is a guy that I'm a lot higher on than I think a lot of other people. Excuse me. Um, I know earlier in the season last year, a lot of people were really low on him. He looked bad, but he he fixed a lot of things up. One of the games I was watching the other day was him against the Raiders. Uh, Crosby did get a sack on him. Uh, Crosby ended up with like four pressures or something, but he had some tremendous reps on there. And I was going back on some of my tweets where I was showing like some of the plays. And Isaiah Prince is a guy that's a backup tackle in his league, is super valuable, that has started for a Super Bowl. So he's not like he's some guy that hasn't gone up against better talent. So it's either one or two things. Gunther is either has a high motor and he got on the nerves of Prince. Or he did something that maybe Prince didn't like, you know, after after a play or whatever. I don't know. Maybe we'll get the video. But all I do know is that they're not taking it easy. And he's letting them know, like, bro, this is the league. You're not going to be able to do whatever you want. And I value that a lot for my backup guys. Like I told you earlier today, you know, some people might not like that energy. I think it's very important that brothers have disagreements or have alter- maybe sometimes altercations because what it does is when y'all go into the battlefield together, you know, you're now looking at this game like, man, I went to war with them. You're not about to touch them. So I, I value that too from a Bengals, uh, you know, like when we get on the field too. And I think that those guys won't ever forget that. As long as it doesn't carry over into the locker room, which I don't think it would. I think that we got some high character guys that'll be able to make sure that, you know, all that's good. But Aside from that, I like to see that because a lot of people think that we're we're taking everything lightly and we think we're going to walk in. And I'm I'm constantly telling everybody on the internet, like, no, I feel like they're hungrier than ever because they were so close. Facts for sure. So obviously, there's been some injuries that have happened. Uh, you talk about Elijah Holyfield, the son of Evander Holyfield, going down. That actually opened the door for a return for Jacquez Patrick. My boy is back. Um, so he just signed today. So he's already been back. At practice, some other things, Cochran, the tackle that we also selected, he went down with an injury. Ted Karras flashed a little bit. The other thing, though, that kind of went under radar is Mike Zimmer's son is on the Bengal staff. Adam Zimmer is back. 
after eight years, was a linebacker coach, but he's actually serving as an offensive consultant for Zach Taylor. So he's going to probably provide what a defense would try to do against them. Um, so that's interesting to hear that he's back. Uh, but other than that, uh, I wanted to go to one of our friends of the show. It's a sponsor. It's probably been in your head for many times. We talk about it on Twitter. Um, so this is the moment that you've been waiting for. It hasn't been me and Zim and our takes. What, what, been, what, what was Uno doing? He was he. Oh, let's speak about it. Uno himself was actually on Twitch live. But there was one thing about it. I almost had to zoom in. One of the fans, I think, actually sent this to me on Twitter. Uno was wearing a Midwest Best Barbecue T-shirt, the same one from the famous commercial. I'm pretty sure he what commercial wings himself, the Uno wing commercial. What? Midwest Best Barbecue. I've never seen it. Can you show me this beautiful let's commercial? Get into I've, it. Okay, I've never let's, seen it. Let's do it. For those who haven't seen it, let's roll. Never seen it. Let's ride. wanted to shout out Midwest Best Barbecue. You can find them in 669 Justice Court in Loveland, Ohio. Also, once you get um, done with wiping down some of those inner wings, you probably want to make sure that your teeth are good. So definitely be sure to visit our friends Pierce Dental downtown in the Fountain Square of Cincinnati. Dr. Troy Pierce will get you guys right. But thank you guys for listening to the Cincinnati podcast. We'll be back Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, especially with more on the Bengals training camp. Yes. Hello, world. We got a special show, as always. TJ Houston, Jimmy Chase, Coach Jimmy Burrow. How do you balance being a professional athlete and family obligation? These are top five Bengals of all time. All time? Yes. Shock the world.